This is all about that new year, new me bullshit. So lend an ear, you lazy resolution breaking heathens. Alright, welcome in Information by the Found. Uh, this is going to be an episode on New Year's Day and the celebration of it around the world and New Year's resolutions. Speaking of which, my girlfriend and I are doing a whole 30 New Year's resolutions. So if anybody wants to jump on that train with us, that's cool. We're, we're there with you, solidarity. Uh, it's going to be a little rough, but it's uh, it's good punishment for the last month or so of eating like shit. So we're very much looking forward to it. Uh, I think we're... <laughs> cautiously optimistic of uh, how good we're going to feel. It takes like two weeks to start feeling great from that. And uh, I'll probably do a podcast on the whole 30 in general here, here shortly. But anyways, I hope everyone had a great holly jolly Christmas or whatever you celebrate. But getting into it, New Year's Day, it's the first day of the year in the Gregorian calendar, and it falls exactly one week after the Christmas day of the previous year. It's a public holiday in all countries that observe the Gregorian calendar with the exception of Israel. So that makes it the world's most widely recognized uh, holiday. And another thing to note here is that some, some countries will have January 2nd as an additional New Year holiday. And the countries who still use the Julian calendar observe, observe New Year's Day on January 14th. So there's a few different, we'll get into all the different countries and, well, not all of them, I don't got that much time, but we'll get into a few and how everyone celebrates it. But first, let's do the history of it. So the earliest recorded festivities in honor of a New Year's can be traced back 4,000 years ago in ancient Babylon. And for the Babylonians, the first new moon following the vernal equinox, which is the day in late March with an equal amount of sunlight and darkness, they would throw this massive religious festival called Akatu, derived from the Sumerian word for barley, which was cut in the spring. And this Akatu, this festival, involved a different ritual for each of its 11 days. So in addition to the new year, Akatu celebrated the mythical victory of the Babylonian sky god Marduk over the sea, uh, the evil sea goddess, rather, Tiamat. And it served an important political purpose, which was emblematic that it's of a new king being crowned or that the current ruler's divine mandate was simply renewed. And getting into the, the days of all this, the early Roman calendar consisted of 10 months and 304 days. It was created by Romulus, uh, the founder of Rome in the 8th century BC. Uh, a year later, a king named Numa Pompilius I believe is how you pronounce it, is credited with adding the months of Januarius and Februarius. Sound familiar, people? Over the centuries, the calendar fell out of sync with the sun, and in 46 BC, the Empress, <laughs> Empress, he would not like to be called this, this is Julius Caesar, okay? He does not like to be called Empress. He decided to solve the problem by consulting with the most prominent astronomers and mathematicians of the time. He introduced the Julian calendar, which is similar to the Gregorian calendar we see today. Mr. Caesar also instituted January 1st as the first day of the year, partly to honor the month's namesake. Janus is the Roman god of beginnings, and whose two faces allowed him to look back in the past, and he's looking forward in the future. He's doing it all. It's like a Christmas carol type thing. 
and Romans celebrated by offering sacrifices to Janus. So exchanging gifts with one another, decorating their homes of laurel branches, and attending some sex nasty parties. And it's important to note and distinguish there are quite a bit different ways to celebrate the New Year. So the Chinese New Year is typically celebrated sometime between January 21st and February 20th. And it's a 15-day festival. They uh, share a meal. They, uh, they will wear traditional clothing. They'll light off fireworks. They'll have colorful parades. Uh, they'll decorate their homes and streets with lanterns. So the idea, this is, this is a very prominent point in uh, most Asian culture here, is that the New Year's is a turning point, and it's supposed to be a very auspicious day. So by doing these things, you're plugging into a supernatural power that brings life and good fortune for you and your family. And each year is dedicated to a new animal that has its significance in the lunar calendar. Switching uh, gears up here, getting a little Jewish, going to Rosh Hashanah. Uh, it's Jewish New Year, and that is typically celebrated a little bit later. It's usually sometime between September and October. It's a very religious occasion. It's a two-day celebration, and it, it brings an important time of the Jewish year, which uh, is right before the 10-day the repentance and self-reflection. So you're measuring yourself against what's expected of you from God, from your community, and from yourself. And uh, in other countries, so Spain and several other Spanish-speaking countries, people bolt down a dozen grapes, symbolizing their hopes for the months ahead right before midnight. And many parts of the world, there's some traditional New Year's dishes featuring legumes, which are thought to resemble coins and possible future financial success. Examples include uh, so lentils in Italy and black-eyed peas in the southern United States. Uh, so because pigs represent progress and prosperity in some cultures, a pork uh, will appear on the New Year's Eve table in Cuba, Austria, Hungary, and Portugal. There's also these ring-shaped cakes and pastries, uh, which is a sign that the new year has come, you know, or the year has come to a full circle. There's going to be a new year. And uh, this is very popular in the Netherlands, Mexico, and Greece. And in Sweden and Norway, rice pudding with an almond hidden inside is served on New Year's Eve. And it's said whoever finds the nut can expect 12 months of good fortune. And of course, going back to the United States, the most iconic New Year's tradition is the dropping of a giant ball in New York City's Times Square at the stroke of midnight. And this has been a tradition every year since 1907. And over time, the ball itself has ballooned from a 700-pound iron and wood orb to a brightly patterned sphere 12 feet in diameter and weighing in at nearly 12,000 pounds. And different parts of the United States drop different things. And there's this place in Dillsburg, Pennsylvania, where they drop this large figure. It's just basically, it looks like Mr. Peanut and Mr. Peanut was a pickle. And I call him Mr. Pickle. So it's a little derivative, but uh, they drop them from a fire truck, and there's other objects they drop too, but that's one of the main ones. And this place in Tallapoosa, Georgia, there's a taxi taxidermied, I believe is how you say it, uh, possum drop, which, okay, okay. Um, and it's a tradition they do down there that brings in a crowd more than twice the town's population. 
uh, which probably isn't saying much since it's a small town redneck idea. It was of a celebration or just a general location, but yeah, it's a taxidermy possum. They've been doing it for a number of years and it's pretty fucking gross. So getting to resolutions, uh, I'm going to make one to not be so judgmental. I think is probably, it should be the first thing I do. Then I do the whole 30, but, uh, the practice of making these resolutions for the new year is thought to have come uh, first among the ancient Babylonians who made promises in order to, uh, in order to earn the favor of the gods to start the year off in, in the right foot. So they would reportedly vow to pay off debts and return borrowed farm equipment. I mean, these ancient Babylonians are anything like, uh, I don't know, the average American with a new year's gym membership, they're probably good on their word for like a month or so. And then probably got lazy and went on to keep borrowing farm equipment and amassing debt. And, uh, yeah, if you still have that rusty rake, you bastard, you give that back to your neighbor. Shame on you. Well, that's about all I got for y'all today. I love these 10 minute episodes. They're great. Uh, yeah, be safe out there for new year's and you know, Try to find a the power of the ritual. Ooh, that's gonna be new. That's gonna be another podcast episode right there. Try to be consistent. Don't have the goals too lofty, but more importantly, just have fun. Love people. All right. Bye bye. 